whether or not you should forward something. So best way to think about it is like crossing the street, alright? You don't just uh, arrive at the street and then you just cross it, you know? You have to stop, you have to look left, look right, and make sure it's safe before you cross the street, right? But when it comes to fake news, people don't spend that, you know, five seconds or a few seconds just to like search. The best thing you can do is to ignore it. Mm. Because deplatforming disincentivizes people to do things. If it doesn't spread, there's no incentive for you to do it unless you are, you know, you believe with the things that you that you right. say, right? right? But if you're just doing it for fun or for kicks, mm-hmm. you know, and if you there's no response to it, you're not going to do it. I mean, let's just compare this to drugs. You get hanged for selling drugs in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. People sell drugs anyway, right? So I mean, like legislation. May, may deter some people from doing it, but it's not going to be a, it's not a solution. It's not a solution. Welcome back to another episode of Youth Warrior by Malaysia Kini. My name is Daryl and today on the show I have Ash. Hi, welcome back. And on today's episode, we also have a special guest. And the special guest is Zikri, also from the Malaysia Kini team as well. He's the assistant news editor. Hi, everyone. All right. And on today's episode, we'll be talking to everyone about something, I guess, well, most youth face as well. But I guess the, the huge chunk of the problem comes when your mother and father, your auntie, uncles ask you to verify news that they get over WhatsApp. Yeah. So today, <laughs> the topic that we're talking about is fake news. In your opinion, why do you think Fake news is a huge thing in the country at this point. Well, I don't think it's just a Malaysian problem. It's a global problem. Yeah. Um, part of the reason is that now your auntie, uncle, grandma, everyone who has, a, almost everyone has a smartphone, has access to the internet, Facebook, mm-hmm. WhatsApp, and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. So what used to be something that was a very slow uh, moving thing, uh, people used in the old, old days, people would uh, send out these things called poison letters, you know. Where right, you spread right. fake news through mail, right? Yeah. So, which is a very tedious thing to do. Or, you know, it's some gossip you hear at the But now it's a very instantaneous kind of thing, right? So, why it's become a big problem is basically that, I mean, like, it's super easy to communicate with people. And being humans, you know, you want to share, you have the urge to share things, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're not educated to discern facts from fiction right? right you may be compelled to oh my god this thing is important you know i have to share this with everyone i know right and right then, you know mm-hmm. this, is how it, and this is how it spreads so basically you're saying this is an old problem but it's just amplified now due to yeah. technology accessibility to yeah. all these platforms and stuff like that and and i guess the the the, the priority is switch like like what you mentioned sharing is what people want to do it's just whether or not they want to Verify, that's that's the question, lah, right? Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, in the old days, you know, you would go, people would go, you know, termamak, kopitam, or whatever, or just, you know, neighbors chatting over the fence, saying, hey, I, heard this, uh, I heard this person, <laughs> this person, you know, this person told me yeah. this, that, 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 you know, and that's how this all started, you know, basically. You, it's just now that everything is just at your, your fingertips, at your fingertips. You mentioned if this is like, you know, the auntie, the machi, you know, the uncles and all that. Is this like a common thing when it comes to fake news? Does the distribution actually comes up, you know, from the aunties and uncles? Don't young people spread uh, fake news? 
I wouldn't say that young people don't spread it at all. I mean, there are no proper statistics about who are more likely, who's more likely to do it. There's mm-hmm. this um, anecdotal evidence shows that, you know, the older people are more, there's a higher tendency, perhaps perceptually, for, you know, and your uncle and auntie. Right, right. It. Of course, but then, you you know, spreading gossip is not, you know, an age thing. You go to yeah. school. Everyone and does. You, Everyone and, does, and, yeah. And you're, yeah, you are going to spread rumors about, you know, some kid from another class or even your classmate. Oh, I heard this, guy, this girl is dating this guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best gossip is the one that sounds so good to be true. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly. I think, yeah, I think well, I, know if y'all like that. Well, I think, you know, when it comes to these kind of matters, it's not the age that factors in the fake news. It's the type of news that, that is being spread. So if you're talking yep. about gossip, like, you know, who's dating who, then, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's around this age group. If you're talking about, you know, COVID remedies and stuff, then uh, then, then it's a different kind of, kind of age group and stuff <laughs> that, like that. I mean, that really depends. I mean, like, Young people, there are young people who are anti-vaxxers. There are young people mm-hmm. who believe in like you know, oh, I should plant beam, or I know I can drink turmeric, I can eat singang, and then I'll be fine. <laughs> so, you know, there's no age barrier to believing things that are not sound. I mean, part of the reason is like if you're afraid, you will mm-hmm. grasp the nearest thing that sounds possible to you that mm. will uh, give you some kind of comfort. All right, mm, it's it's a cognitive dissonance, right? <laughs> like when the fact doesn't fit what you believe, you change the fact so that you know it sounds yeah. believable to you. But again, there are millions of links and everything being shared on WhatsApp, Facebook, and so on. How can one identify fake news? What is the first thing that we should look out for? So this is really really hard. Um, the access to the internet has actually made things both easy and difficult at the same time. If you don't know what you're looking for, it's going to be very hard. So, let's just say like vitamin C, right? If you go, if you search benefits of vitamin C, there's going to be 101 pages of, mm-hmm. oh, vitamin C is going to uh, help you prevent the flu. Yep, yep. You know, it's good for your uh, immune system, things like that. And yep. while vitamin C is good for your health, the, a lot of pages are like copy-paste in each, from each other, right? And it's mm-hmm. difficult to discern what is actually fact about vitamin C and what is fiction about vitamin C, right? So yeah. this may not be the best example because I, I haven't read this in a long time. But this is what popped up my head. But if I'm not mistaken, like, if you read actual studies about... So it's, that, that's another thing, right? All these websites say, oh, this study says vitamin C uh, is good for this and that. If you, eat, if you drink red wine, it's good for your heart. If you eat cake in the morning... Mm-hmm. It's good for you, you can help you lose weight. These are all based on studies, right? Yep, but the yep. problem is that these studies are one-off. Well, a lot of these studies are just one-off kind of things. It's not sound, it's not good science, right? So for a study to be good, you know, this is very getting very technical already, but basically like a study needs to be you need to be able to replicate the results to prove something. And a lot of things, um, especially in this modern era. Is motivated by you wanting you want to publish as many findings as you can, right? Doesn't matter whether the finding is crap or real, right? If it sounds good, especially for the for the media, then you know you publish it. But yeah, I mean like vitamin C not does not necessarily prevent does not prevent the flu. It doesn't cure the flu. It helps yeah. you with your health, but it doesn't actually cure. It's not a cure for let's say when you have the flu. Now there is also a lot of studies that are funded by you know basically corporations, right? And most yeah, of them true. yeah have so, an interest in what they're selling or product, whatever. Yep, exactly. So I don't know how big of a problem that is in Malaysia, but 
Um, yeah, in the US, a lot of studies are funded by corporations. You know, Gatorade funded a study about sports drinks and why it's better to drink sports drinks instead of water. Oh, wow. So in a way that, you know, if you're looking for some sort of a particular thing that you want to sort of prove in a single research, I'm pretty sure you can do that. But generally, you know, what is accepted yeah, as scientific is not... fact is another thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. So mm-hmm. back to the question, like, uh, how do you tell fake news is fake? So mm-hmm. I mean, like the vitamin C thing is a very general thing. But if you're mm-hmm. going to be a bit more specific to uh, what we most most of us will consider fake news, we'll be like, you know, um, a snap, a screenshot of an article from Zikini or Esko Awani or someone else. We have a headline that's super sensational. For let's say, for example, Mahathir is joining uh, Pakistan National. All right, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what to look for, the screenshot, oh my god, this is real. I'm going to forward it to everyone because the photo has Melissa Kini on it. There's a picture of Mahathir, and there's the headline. There's nothing else, right? So those are that's one type of fake news. Uh, the other one is you know the viral WhatsApp messages. Fake news, you know, we, we can talk for a long time about this. There are many, many other fake news. One thing that happens nowadays that's becoming more common is that you share an article link for a real article, but then you have a message that's completely fake. All right, so this happened to Mr. Kini at least twice. So in one instance, it was yeah. the health DG saying, oh, there was, there was a COVID-19 case involving a mama restaurant, all right? And then the message mm-hmm. that the company was red alert, all mama restaurants have COVID-19. So the message is fake, the article is real. But because there's a link to a proper article and people don't actually click on to read it, yeah. you're like, oh, forward everything. Because you assume that the, the message is based on something from right, that. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this sense, when we say the number one thing that we should look out for, first of all, is to verify the source. Is, yeah. is that what I'm getting from here? The one easy way to think about whether or not you should forward something. So best way to think about it is like crossing the street, all right? You don't just uh, arrive at the street and then you just cross it, you know, just because you think it's safe. You have to stop, you have to look left, look right, make sure there's no cars, speeding motorbikes, something that's going to come your right. way, hit you. And make sure it's safe before you cross the street, right? You do that. Basic common sense. Everyone does that. But when it comes to fake news, people don't spend that, you know, five seconds or a few seconds just to like search, you know, whether something is real or not. So for example, again, the fake article, right? the fake screenshot of an article, that the headline is there. The easiest way to verify this is to just like search that headline and do you find anything? Or you go to Malaysia Kini's website or, or Astro Awani's website and just to spend like a few seconds trying to find that article. Nine mm, out of ten times, you're going to find that it's fake. From my experience, make sure that when you go to a website and it says Malaysia Kini, it claims to be Malaysia Kini, the designs all look pretty much the same. Make sure that you, or the domain that you're in is actually www.malaysiakini.com. If you're on mobile, yeah, it's m.malaysiakini.com. Sometimes they change that. You wouldn't know. Anybody can put Malaysiakini's logo on a website and publish it as a website. Mm. Just make sure the domains, are, these are secure domains. Yeah, and so it's the same thing that happens to like, people who accidentally end up in a fake Maybank website and they get free their money. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So there dangerous. are scams that do this. Um, there are some cryptocurrency, Bitcoin scams mm-hmm. that pose mm-hmm. as Malaysiakini, the star everything. The layout, everything looks the same. But the, as oh, you yeah. said, the URL, the link, it's not really skinny. And Zikri, what would you say is the best way? Are there any tools for us to verify certain news? And, you know, coming from a, someone from news as yourself, how do you verify news? So, okay, so this is two separate things. Let's talk about the tools first, right? You know, there are a lot of tools to verify whether something is real or not. I mean, like, if you know what you're doing, then Google is a great tool, right? You can Google it and then if you know what you're looking for, then you can find it. 
but there are websites uh, there are websites like uh, factcheck.org and there's a local one there's a local version of that it's called uh, faqcheck.org faqchecek.org um, it's run by um, local media people and the research is done by um, universities uh, researchers and things like that mm. and people like that and they don't do a lot of it but they do deep dives into issues that are fake and you know checking so that's what that's one resource you can check and surprisingly enough you know a lot of things like the whatsapp messages that you receive the government actually has a very good resource on it to check whether or not this is real which is called sebenarnya.my i see right okay. yes <laughs> i understand the distrust you have towards the government but this is not debunking like politics or anything like that it is literally all those fake messages that you get on WhatsApp or Facebook. They look into it and then they debunk it. And it's, uh, that one is quite active. So you can find a lot of stuff there. The second part of that question was how do I verify news? Uh, yes, as, yes, as news yes, person, yes. Right. So how we verify news uh, to go into simply is to make sure that it comes from the source where this news is supposed to be coming from, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So for example, the easiest one, it would be, okay, uh, this person issued a press statement, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to be sure it either a this person posted it on their official accounts, this person WhatsApp it to their send it to you directly, or you know um, there are lots of media WhatsApp groups um, set up by parties and government agencies and things like that. Whether or not the statement came from those official channels, alright, for the media. That's that's how we verify news. And then, of course, if it's something that's viral on social media, you will have to start contacting people, contacting the police, contacting fire fire department, you know, contacting people who were there, who say they're witnesses to this, to try and verify information. That's part of how we do it. Which is, of course, not something that you, you would expect a regular person to do. Correct. Hi everyone, I just want to take a moment here to highlight that every day, thousands of people come to MalaysiaKini.com to check if the news they receive is true. For more than 20 years, MalaysiaKini has been a primary source for news and views that matter, all carefully fact-checked. You can subscribe now to MalaysiaKini for as low as 12 ringgit per month. Visit membership.malaysiaKini.com offers to check out individual and group subscription offers. Thank you. There are many news, you know, independent news portals these days. How do we know whether, you know, they are trustworthy? How do we know a news provider is a trustworthy news provider? And and just to add to the question, Zikri, like, what would you say is the best way for us to absorb news with very minimal filtering needed to know whether news is real or not? Like Ash said, there are a lot of independent news sites mm. right now. So, I mean, I don't know how to say what the smaller organizations but, you know, uh, preferably you would get your news from verified, from portals that have already, from, that have built a reputation of reporting it for reporting the news. Not just Mexicini, you know, the Malaysian Insight, Privacy Today, Malay Mail, Star. And if you do want to visit the smaller, smaller site, then you, you know, what you should do is to check with, with other news websites, you know, whether or not what they're publishing has also right. been published on other, on other places. There's one way of verifying whether or not these small, small portals, you know, are publishing real things. Uh, I would highly discourage people from finding their news on thecoverage.my, uh, the, the coverage.com, okay, .my, I can't remember what it is. 
because there are some websites that like to paste, copy paste like multiple articles and then they just mm-hmm. paste it into one big huge thing and then they post a completely misleading headline. It's important that if you do read articles, you know, do not just read the headline, always read beyond the headline, you know, you read mm-hmm. the actual article to find out. And if you actually want to know what happened yesterday without having to pay too much effort to read like, you know, 20, 30 articles, the Malaysia Kini has service. It's called Kini Morning Brief. You know, we condense right. the news the for newsletter. you. Yeah. 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 yeah, the morning news For our listeners out there, we have spoken about this before, but Kini Morning Brief is actually a free newsletter that you can get from Malaysia Kini. We send it every weekday uh, at about uh, 7 a.m. in the morning. Just head over to our homepage, www.malaysiakini.com put in your email and subscribe to the newsletter. It's fantastic. Uh, I want to touch on this next question. It's exactly the first time I'm actually reading and hearing about it. It's called an infodemic, right? So I actually looked it up. An infodemic is too much information, including false or misleading information in digital and physical environments during a disease or outbreak. The question is, is Malaysia facing one of these? I would say that every country on earth that has an internet access is facing this. Okay. So it's the global problem. And and how bad is it? And how do you think we can manage it? I don't know to what extent the infodemic is, but there really is a lot of information going around. You know? I don't have a solution for this. I mean, I don't have a solution All right, for this, Okay. I just advise people to, you know, always verify whatever you're reading before you share it. And, and, and if it is too much, you know, just again, you know, make sure you're reading it from a reputable source then you should be fine. Okay. Do you think, like, when we go to social media, for example, Facebook or Instagram, and often, you know, there are pages that we follow, you know, posts that we see from the people that we follow and stuff, but there is also so many pages that are being advertised, right? It means that somebody paid some money to boost this link so that it appears on a lot more people's feed. And sometimes it's from people that we don't even follow or news sites that we don't even follow. Do you think that's one of the causes that there are also fake news going around because we could advertise them on, on social media? I don't have an exact answer for that. I mean, there are a lot of boosted posts, but most of the, there are quite often, you know, actual legit agencies do boost posts, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to say, you know, the adult boosting is a thing or not. Right. And, and, and just now you spoke a little bit about how you can identify, you know, like you mentioned, Googling is always the best option and look for reputable news sources and things like that. So now just say we spot, you know, fake news circulating around there, you know, be it some independent news agency or in this case where you you find a case where someone uses a legit URL, but they are, you know, wrongly interpreting uh, whatever is being said, right? So is there a place where we can report? Is there anything we can do about it? If I'm not mistaken, the Sabanarnia website does have a complaint uh, section where you mm. can report fake news to them. But um, beyond reporting, I think the best, the most powerful thing that you can do is to actually ignore. So first of all, if you're if it's being sent to you in a family group, to educate. But if it's just being sent, if you, this is something that you see floating around, let's say like only one person has shared it, right? The best thing you can do is to ignore it. Mm. Because deplatforming disincentivizes people to do things. If it doesn't spread, there's no incentive for you to do it unless you are, you know, you believe with the things that you that you right. say, right? right? But if you're just doing it for fun or for kicks, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and if you there's no response to it, you're not going to do it anymore because you know no one's responding to it. The problem with fake news has been amplified because of the digital platform. We can share everything almost instantly and all that, but. 
What about newspapers? Does that mean that newspapers are more reliable than online news? Just to rewind a bit uh, again for that part earlier, uh, one thing that you can do also if you're on social media platforms, Facebook or Twitter, you can actually report posts that are misleading. You know, I think they do have resources for you to report fake news on these kind of platforms. Back to newspapers versus online media, I would say that it's about the same. It's just that newspapers are slow. Yeah, but you know, I'm not saying that the media is completely immune from fake news. You know, I have read uh, articles on certain local older, older newspapers. Sites, yeah. Not reputable sites, I mean like established names, right? Mm, mm. Where they post, you know, when you dig deeper into the pages, there are articles that are like, Illuminati conspiracy nonsense. <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. This is, I have seen this. I mean, like, and the sources are completely dodgy. All right. Yeah, so, that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, when Israel, when the whole Israel attacking Palestine thing happening, there was a rumor going on oh, that Israelis are planning to assassinate Malaysians. Yeah, I remember some, something some, <laughs> along those lines, right? And the source for that news was completely dodgy. It was like some Russian website. Oh. <laughs> I mean, like, if you read the job, is this real? But, I mean, because of the need to, like, oh, get eyeballs, oh my god, let's publish this. You yeah. know? And I, I, there were a few uh, established media that did publish it. So, sometimes yeah. you do have to be careful with what the media says as well. Hmm. Okay, cool. How, how does, uh, you know, fake news in general impact our society today? It does. It is actually harmful. First of all, it can cause mistrust among us. It causes panic, first of all. You know, people panic for no reason. Or people, let's say, don't trust solutions that are real. I mean, like, it can cause people to not take a vaccine. Even though, I mean, yeah, there are, there are, there are risks to everything. Okay? You can drink water and die. Anything can kill you, okay? There are always risks to everything. But, you know, something that has proven that, you know, to minimize the risk of you getting sick, to getting killed, you know, people are turning those uh, like vaccines. People are turning away from this, from this kind of things due to misinformation. So it just creates this unnecessary skepticism, you know. Yeah, it does. Okay, so, you know, on the news, recently there was an indictment on a housewife who spread fake news on Facebook and then there was this tuition teacher was charged in June as well. Do you think it will contribute to the control of fake news spreading on the internet? Does the enforcement will control this? Well, I mean, let's just compare this to drugs. I mean, like people... You get hanged for selling drugs in Malaysia. People sell drugs anyway, right? So, I mean, like, legislation may, may deter some people from doing it, but it's not going to be a... It's not a solution. It's not a full-time solution. The best solution is, of course, to educate people to, to identify fake news and stop it spreading from the first place. And, you know, just to add to that, I, I was going through the article, and it says that she was fined 12,000 ringgit or six months jail in default. I think this is a little bit too excessive for spreading fake news, though. But yeah, um, this is a whole different topic altogether. I mean, whether fake news, punishing fake news is, you know, should be legislated or not. I'm with you. I mean, I think it's excessive. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying there should be no punishment whatsoever for spreading fake news, for spreading fake news right? Let's say if you spread fake news and it causes a racial riot and kill people, right? You have to take ah, responsibility yeah. for that, right? I don't know. I don't know. It's not an easy topic. I mean, like, there is no easy answer to this, but right. how hard you want to clamp down on certain fake news, I mean, sometimes it can be excessive. No, I was just saying that, you know, like, um, there is a difference between spreading fake news and actually authoring fake news. I think several more harsher right. punishment can be given to people who are, you know, in charge of producing content and decided to, you know, 
fabricate fake news. I think that's a problem. But spreading fake news, people are just sharing things that validate their belief. You, you get what I mean? Like they yeah. see something yeah, exactly. say, oh, yeah, like an alternate fact, right? They're just sharing that. So it shouldn't be on the people who are trying to spread. Most of these people, like we mentioned, you know, are from the older age group as well. You know, they're just spreading. They don't know at the end of the day. Yep, so exactly. I think authoring and spreading are two different things. Vicky, yeah. any last closing advice on how we can be a little bit more responsible, you know, when we are, you know, sharing information, sharing facts and, um, you know, looking for more reliable information. Any any advice? Just think about it like crossing the street. Like I said earlier, I mean, mm-hmm. it really is just like that, you know, look left and right, you know, check whether this is real or not. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take that long. It takes a few seconds. It can take a few seconds to do it. Right. Right. And if it's taking longer than that to verify, that's probably not real either. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I it see. just reminds me of that it's very, very symbolic of Malaysian pedestrian crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. People tell you to stop, look left, look right, you know, follow the traffic light, but no one gives a shit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, even then, I mean, like, you know, it takes it takes as much time to look left and right. You know, exactly. you can see a car coming this way to hit you. You don't cross the street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vikri, for joining us and bringing some light to the controversial topic of fake news. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the very end of the podcast. We will catch you on the next one. So if you guys like our episodes, you can always check us out on Euphoria by Malaysia Kini on Spotify. Or if you want to check out our social media posts, you can check it out on Facebook or Instagram at Euphoria MK. We'll catch you on the very next episode, guys. Yo. Thanks, guys. Yes. Yes. Yes.